Do you think there's any way that McDonald's got the idea for their slogan, you deserve a break today, from the words of Jesus in the sixth chapter of Mark? No, I don't think so either. But as you look at both phrases on the cover of today's bulletin, it's remarkable how similar those statements, those words sound. Now, I don't know about McDonald's, how they got there, but I can set the stage for Jesus' words. And if you've been following the gospel readings for the last couple of weeks, it's pretty clear that this has been an incredibly busy, intense time for Jesus and his disciples. First, Jesus had been teaching in the synagogues and healing lots of people. Noteworthy, he healed a young woman, a young girl, the daughter of Jairus, a leader of the synagogue, raised her to life. And still, Jesus faced opposition and rejection in his hometown of Nazareth. And then they heard the word that John the baptizer had been killed by King Herod, beheaded even. And finally, the disciples sent out on a teaching and healing mission had returned home with reports of great success. Many people in Israel were excited about this Rabbi Jesus. So it was an incredibly busy, exciting, demanding, intense time for them. Crowds were following them, pushing to get close to him, asking Jesus questions the way reporters in our day crowd badger the president at news conferences trying to get his attention. And people were trying to just touch his robe in the hopes that they might be healed from their illnesses or at least be recognized by Jesus. And they had to be wondering, could the kingdom of God be coming now? And that's when Jesus spoke those words, come away and rest a while. In other words, you deserve a break today. Jesus and the disciples, they all needed a break, some rest. But they were not the only ones. Huh. Because when they tried to get away from the crowds on a boat across the lake, the crowds followed, even anticipating where Jesus would land. For sure, they needed a break too. They were out there in chasing Jesus around the lake. Sea of Galilee, in unfamiliar territory, and with no, no thought about practical things in life like, what will we eat out here? 
Well, we'll hear more about that next Sunday. But Mark tells us that when Jesus and the disciples reached the shore, seeing those crowds gathered, that Jesus had compassion on them. His heart was moved by these people. They seemed, he says, like sheep without a shepherd, hungry for a leader, one they could follow joyfully. and one who could help them make sense out of their life. And maybe even one who could lead them to freedom from the Roman occupation, bring them independence. And that's why Jesus had compassion on these people. They were sheep without a shepherd. And the amazing thing was, Jesus would be the good shepherd. Good shepherd for these struggling, straggling people of Israel because God's chosen people were lost at this point. Sheep, yes, they were. And us, yes, We are too. When we try to do life on our own terms, make up our own rules, determine for ourselves what's right and wrong, what's good and evil, what's truth and falsehood. When we really have no idea where we're going in life or why. Sheep without a shepherd. Now, sheep might not be the brightest of God's creatures, but I think we're better off not focusing and reacting to being called sheep, somehow feeling insulted by it, but instead focusing on the shepherd, the one who is ready to lead us. You know, real shepherds in the Middle East, at least as I've observed them, don't herd sheep, don't harass and drive them. The true shepherd instead walks ahead of them, leading them, scouting out safe places for rest, for food and water ready to take action against predators or difficult terrain. The true shepherd has compassion for sheep. How strange is that? But a shepherd does, knows their needs. And they follow him because they know his voice and they trust him. And that really brings us to the main point here. Jesus, the good shepherd, has compassion on the sheep, on the crowds that were gathered around him, 
and has compassion on us. And he does not turn away when we need him the most. He is not fickle or changeable. He always has his sheep, you and me, in mind, in his heart, and does not abandon us ever. And he goes ahead of us like a good shepherd to show us what life is really about. Caring for, serving, ministering to all kinds of people, being a friend, a partner, a fellow pilgrim here on God's earth. He goes ahead of us, this good shepherd, pouring water on our heads in holy baptism, giving us a new beginning, feeding us with bread and wine in his supper to strengthen us, pronouncing the words, his words of forgiveness when we get sidetracked, restoring us to green pastures when we get astray, and we all do at times, and lifting us up when we get weary. And as St. Paul says in the book of Ephesians, the second lesson that we heard earlier today, Jesus breaks down walls between us. Doesn't build wall, breaks down walls. The walls of race and culture, color and language, these things that can separate us, divide us from other people, especially from those who are different, and especially the walls between us and our God, for he so wants to love us and to be in relationship with us. And somehow those distinctions that we can make, those divisions just don't matter, at least shouldn't matter in God's kingdom. And so Jesus, the good shepherd, goes ahead of us and leads us through suffering and even through death, showing us that there is nothing to fear because he has already gone that way and is with us now and will be with us every step of the way on the road to eternity. The disciples need a break. Maybe we do too. I don't know if they or we deserve a break, but by God's grace, we get that break, real rest, security in Him. We also get this relationship with the Good Shepherd, the one we need even more, Jesus the Christ. And so we follow Him. The sheep follow the Shepherd to life, to life. May you follow that shepherd and find in him new and eternal life.
Amen.